Hi everyone, welcome to Sunshine for a Better World. This is your host, Laura Zaki, bringing positive thinking and happiness into your life. Today I wanted to go over a couple of the steps for the Peace and Love Life Transformation Program. This is a program I've come up with and it incorporates various elements of things that I've learned throughout my journey towards happiness and more positive thinking. And I think it's something that everybody can apply. So it's seven steps, and they're pretty easy steps, but they each require some real thought, some real changes to some of your patterns and your habits. So for today, the first step would be mindset, motivation, and meditation. Now, I've talked a lot about mindset. Positive thinking really does work. Your brain chemistry changes when you think positive. Our brains are very powerful tools. We can even change our heartbeat just by thinking. So just by the way we think, we can make our heartbeat faster or slower. And your mindset is really how you approach things. You don't have to be Miss Sunshine and think of everything in a positive light. But what you need to do is really have that mindset of abundance, have that mindset that good things are going to come to you. And even when bad things happen, that you're going to overcome them. So get your mind clear. Now, a lot of people kind of go through the motions in life. A lot of things come their way and they don't understand why good things don't come to them. And sometimes it's just because they lack that focus. They don't know why they're doing things. They spend money without thinking. No, this is something that I did. I was in finance and I really never examined my own financial situation until recently. I just spent on what I knew I could afford it, but I never really systematically went through my budget and said, wait a minute, let me see what I can do here. Let me see what I can do here. Let me see if I have excess that I can donate. Let me see where I can cut. Let me see how much I'm spending on what. And I never found my why. Why did I want to, you know, did I want to travel? Did I want to save for college for my kids? Did I want to give back and donate generously. I wanted to do all of those things, but I really wasn't organized enough and I didn't have the knowledge to plan that. So that's one of the things that I'm hoping I can pass on to people is to really understand what is your why. Why do you want to stick to a budget? Why do you want to have a certain job? Why do you want to give back to charity? Why do you want to be in a certain relationship? You've got to really go deep and understand what fuels you, what motivates you. And that's where the motivation part of this comes in. So you've got to have the right mindset. But to have the right motivation, you really need to know your why. And you need to be methodical. You need to get focused and get gazelle focused on what you want and how to go for it. And we'll learn later how to set goals and how to set smart goals and how to get to those goals. But you really can't get to those goals and you may accidentally end up there. That doesn't happen too often. 
People don't usually accidentally become millionaires. They become millionaires because they have a mindset of abundance. They have a mindset of, I'm not going to give up, that I'm going to keep going. And if you look at entrepreneurs, they have a very similar mindset that they don't give up. They're focused on their goal. They know why they want to, they don't always know why, but they know what they want, what type of life they want to live. And like, let's look at Steve Jobs. Like he knew that he wanted to, it wasn't really his why probably wasn't making money. I think that was incidental. I think his why was he really wanted to change the world. He wanted to come up with an innovation. And I think Bill Gates, you could say the same thing. And then he became very charitable. So that became his why. He wanted to make a lot of money so he could give back. So we really need to plug in, focus on your why. How do you do that? It's not easy, but it is easy. You get quiet with yourself. So you stop listening to what everybody else tells you. Be an accountant, be a lawyer, be this, be that. Go out, have fun, travel, do this and do that. And you really get quiet with yourself. And you see, what do you really want? What is it that drives you? And you practice mindfulness. You're aware of your surroundings. You practice your motivation every single day. And you notice things around you. All of a sudden, the whole world will become open because you're going to see so many different things around you. You're going to see so many different things that you never noticed before on your way to work. Things are just going to open up. And when that energy change happens, you're going to be really amazed because things will come to you when you find your why and you practice this type of mindfulness. And a lot of people like it never fails to surprise me how people don't pay attention to other people. They don't they tune so much out. And you know, you'll see somebody who's looking for a job And they've got maybe 20 different people that they know who could be the person who might like somebody who owns a company, somebody who's married to somebody who owns a company, somebody who works for a large company, somebody who knows 10 other people that work for a company. Who knows? You know, there could be so many different connections and they don't make those connections. And then they kind of block their mind and they think, well volunteering is a waste of time. Do you know how many contacts you can make through volunteer work? I mean, I just make connections all the time through people who just simply want to be kind. And those are quality connections. So, you know, not just making random connections for people that are not going to really help you in any way. Look, if you make a quality connection with somebody who wants to give back, not only may they help you somewhere down the road, they'll inspire you to be a better person. They will give back. If you're raising money for a cause, they'll remember you because you're a good person. And it's just by being open to seeing them and seeing, you know, and so many times we just don't see the people around us. We don't see the opportunities. Another thing that I like to suggest is meditation. You don't have to meditate like Deepak Chopra. I mean, that's a good goal to attain, but not everybody's Deepak Chopra. So if you can meditate just five minutes a day, just 
in the morning. Do a little gratitude in a morning meditation. It will make you so much more zen. It will make you a lot happier. It will plug you in to the things that really matter in your life. And one of the things I like to do is listen to the sounds of the rainforest while you're meditating. And you can just get this on a nice um, YouTube video. There's so many of them. Just Google it. And what I like to do is while I'm working, I put on the sounds of the um, either like... I like the jazz cafe ones, and especially if it has a fireplace or if it's raining. And I find this just helps me so much. And it really helps me to focus on my work, to be super calm, even if I'm really stressed. And I wish I had found this earlier in life because it's just such a simple little solution. Nobody minds at work because, like today I had one on that was an ancient library with a fireplace and literally all you heard was the fireplace crackling. So it wouldn't even disturb anybody because I used to work in a very quiet office when I worked in finance and nobody really listened to music or had any background noise. But even something like that, it doesn't really bother anybody because it's so quiet. It's, and honestly, like if I had to have a choice, I like to talk. But at work, I like to be quiet and listen. And if I had a choice between sitting there and talking to my coworkers or listening to something that's going to calm me, that's going to help me be more productive. Not that I wouldn't want to listen to my coworkers and have a good conversation with them, but I'd want to do something that helps me to get in touch with myself and creates those creative, like lets the creative juices flow and really like puts me in, even when I am talking to people, I'm already relaxed, I'm calm. And if I have a coworker who wants to bring in drama, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't phase me. So this is something that everybody can do. And I think it's, for me, it's, it's just been honestly life-changing to be able to do that. Um, so incorporate that meditation. Find your why. Practice mindfulness. Focus on your motivation. And think positive. Change your mindset. Check your mindset. If your mindset is not one of abundance, and you, we want to be abundant. We don't want to be in scarcity. We don't want to be in a situation where we worry where our next dollar is coming from. I mean, look at how many Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Is that how you want to live? Is that the legacy you want to leave for your children? I know it's not mine. So many people are living in debt because they have this mindset of they have to pay for things they can't afford or they have to buy things just to keep up. They need to buy the latest model of a fancy new car. That may not even be... You're probably buying that car and it's not even for you. You're buying it because you think you're supposed to. Because you want to... Maybe even you don't want to show off, but you've, you feel like, well... I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And don't let those shoulds get to you. Check your mindset. Is having a fancy car really the most important thing? Or is it more important to have a car that's paid off, that has no debt, and invest that money, and have that money available to you to help your family, to give back to charity, and, you know, I'm not saying don't buy a nice car. You can buy a nice car. I'm not even really against financing. 
I think that can work in some circumstances as long as it's within reason. But just be very mindful when you enter into large purchases. Be very mindful of, you know, your shopping habits. Little shopping habits can really add up. And I know some people that are addicted to designer brands. And look, if you're making the money and you like to treat yourself with a designer brand, like more power to you. I'm not against that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But when you have so many shoes in your closet that you don't even know what you've got in there, then you really need to check yourself and say, what's my goal here? Is that something that I really should be spending on? Or should I perhaps be putting my money towards something that's more important for me? I mean, it might be important for you to have the latest brand to look really good. And that is an important goal for many people or to collect certain things. But when you can't even find your collection of what you have, because you've got so much jewelry collected, you've got so many posters collected, you don't even have them on the walls. You have them sitting inside a a cabinet locked and nobody ever sees them. And they're worth thousands. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm part of the Pearl Jam community and a lot of people, they get a little obsessed with the posters. I mean, I love my posters. But I don't have very many of them, and the ones I do have are framed, and they're sitting on my wall where I can enjoy them every day. Um, if you're trading them and you like to trade them, yeah, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you've got hundreds sitting in a filing cabinet, and you're not going to trade them, you're not going to sell them, you're not going to donate them to charity, what? why are you accumulating these things? I mean, you really have to ask yourself... Why are you doing this? You know, what is it? What is the purpose? Or is this an addiction? Because it it really can be an addiction, like so many other things. So practice abundance, but abundance doesn't mean reckless abandon. Abundance doesn't mean just, you know, all sheets to the wind and do whatever you want. Abundance means like a balance. It's an abundant balance. It's a balance of having enough money to do the things that you'd like to do and not wondering where your next paycheck's going to come from. And abundance means having the people in your life that you want. But if you have so many friends that you don't even know who they are and you don't know anything about your friends except you like going drinking with those buddies, but you really don't know much about their personal life, you might want to question your motives. You might want to question and say, you know, what's my goal here? Do I want to have two or three really good friends that know me, that love me, that have my back, that support me? Or do I just want to put like thousands of friends? You know, for some people, like, it's okay to have a lot of friends on Facebook and social media. You enjoy that. You enjoy the exchange. But, you know, I'm thinking about maybe paring down my friends list because I notice that, like, of all those people, a lot of them don't ever engage with me. They don't see my feeds anyway. So I'd rather have maybe several hundred that really engage than several thousand. You know, and it's it's kind of a numbers game. You know, we do want to put stuff out there and... You know, I like to put out content that people are watching and seeing, but when they're not seeing anything and they're not supporting you and 
it doesn't really serve you very well, you know, so that's just something to think about, and, you know, it's just practicing this kind of peacefulness, and this kind of calmness, it helps, you know, like, anger can be kind of a motivator, like, sometimes we just get mad, and we just want to do something, and that can be a motivator, I personally don't think it's a very good motivator. I don't find anger. I just find it's an emotion that we all have. It's not to say that we should never have that motivation or that feeling of being angry because sometimes it does it does help us, you know, it keeps us away from people that are negative and toxic and it does sometimes, you know, we get angry and we want to we want to get back, but we want to sometimes get back by achieving something. So that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is kind of a negative approach. You know, I think it's so much better to want to achieve something because you want to do good. You want to show how good you are, but not because somebody wronged you. So you want to show show them, you know, that you're better or whatever. I don't. I don't see that as being... A really good way to go about life you know so I think getting quiet with yourself and finding that peacefulness and it's just amazing you know once you find that peacefulness you can't go back because I will say this the first 50 years of my life like I think I started out being a peaceful person and then somehow along the way just getting so caught up in like my career and the goals that I thought I should have and materialism and, you know, issues within my marriage and anger when my husband wasn't doing what I wanted him to do or he wasn't behaving the way I wanted him to behave. And I feel like I'm in such a different place now. Like, I mean, I tell my kids all the time, you know, don't expect people to behave the way you want them to behave. And don't expect them to think the way that you think. Just because you think they should do something, accept them for who they are. And I found that that really helps me a lot in life now is, you know, especially when I work with the homeless and I want to be compassionate. So accepting people for who they are a lot of that is really compassion that I don't look down on them or I don't look at them and think, well, why aren't they working? Or why did they let themselves get in? I never, honestly, in my mind, I never go down that route. I never start thinking, well, why did she let her teeth go? Or why isn't she working in a job? Why doesn't she have family? We don't know other people's situations. And even if we do, we don't necessarily know that we wouldn't have done the same thing in their situation. So I think it's just like removing that judgment. And just, it's so freeing to remove the judgment. And just focus on yourself. Like, I can only focus on what I can do. I can help the homeless, I can give them a bottle of water, and there's nothing that somebody can take away from me when I've given somebody a bottle of water because they were thirsty.
You know, whether they deserved it, whether they didn't deserve it, I really don't know. And I can't judge, and I don't want to judge. I want to just give that person who's thirsty, who asks for something, who's hungry, who needs a shirt, who needs a pair of shorts, and maybe someday I'll be that person that needs something, and somebody will be there for me. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. And I hope you'll change your perspective too. Maybe you already have. Maybe you don't need this talk. Um, But I do find a lot of people, you know, they get caught up in.